Lou Lamorello will address the media today. We'll have the latest on that, plus Brock Nelson season in review and a look at another prospect the Islanders may draft in the second round. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app and search for Locked On Islanders. Plenty to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, maybe a comment about something we've talked about or a subject you'd like us to talk about in a future episode, send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this offseason. Hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agency, and the draft. We'll cover it for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Well, we finally got some news. It's like white smoke coming out of the Vatican or Greta Garbo speaking to the public for the first time. Here we are, Lou Lamorello is going to address the media on Tuesday afternoon. That is today, after basically going, let's say, five, five and a half weeks without letting uh, anybody hear anything about what's going on with this team. So lots of things that we are going to want to ask Lou Lamorello. We'll start with the obvious and the one we know He's not going to answer, uh, and that is the status of his future as Islanders GM. Um, I'm sure he'll say he's going to be back for this season or not. Uh, Every indication is that Lou will be back this season, but uh, will he give us, you know, specifics? Oh, yes, I've signed a three-year, no, I doubt we'll get anything specific, certainly not about money. Probably not about term, although I'm sure something will leak out. Uh, But Islander fans and the media who really kind of speak 
for the fans uh, have a lot of questions. Like, what is Lou Lamorello's take on Lane Lambert and his first season? Will the assistant coaches be back, including John McClain, who was the coach of the power play that was so dreadful in the regular season and only scored one power play goal in the playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes while also giving up a shorty. So certainly we're going to want to know about that from Lou Lamorello. Again, not holding my breath that he's necessarily going to say a lot about the specifics, but, you know, something like McLean and his future status, that is something that is certainly fair game for the media to ask about, and certainly something that I think the Islanders organization owes fans an explanation. Now, you know, logic dictates that McLean is not coming back next year, but if he is, Lou Lamorello better have a pretty darn good reason why the power play, which as everydayers know on the show, it didn't just lack talent. And yeah, it did. But the, the, the strategy, the way the power play was set up, and its failure to uh, adjust when the initial plan did not really work, that was a problem for this team and the power play unit all season long. And once Matthew Barzal went down, who was... You know, the the guy who typically skated the puck into the zone. Boy, did that power play fall apart even more. So let's see what, if anything, Lou Lamorello has to say about John McClain and his future with the team. Then we have our unrestricted free agents. Pierre Engvall, Scott Mayfield. Will Zach Parise be back? Uh... Parise hasn't said anything to the media, but has he had conversations with Lou as to whether or not he's going to be back? Parise basically saying, hey, uh, I'm either going to retire or I'm going to come back to the Islanders. I'm not going to play anywhere else this year. Uh, So it's Islanders or nothing is basically what Zach Parise has told the media on getaway day. But will... He, you know, makes some kind of a decision. With regard to Mayfield and Engvall, we know the Islanders have limited cap space available. And also, we know that they should be looking to sign Ilya Sorokin to a big contract extension, and they can start doing that in less than a month, July 1st. Wouldn't it make sense to do it now when you would pay less money than if you wait a year But in order to sign Sorokin, you need a certain amount of cap space. Now, Sorokin is already signed for this year. So we're really talking about for the 2024-2025 season and beyond. But you still need to free up that cap space. So anything on the negotiations or discussions with Ilya Sorokin. And then, you know, with the limited cap space, can you afford to bring back Pierre Engvall and or Scott Mayfield? That is always uh, part of the equation. And then, of course, the other question that has so many Islander fans wondering, and that is Josh Bailey. Is he going to be traded? 
Is he going to be bought out? He has already indicated, Bales, that he didn't want to retire. He still thinks he could play, but he doesn't want to sit in the press box most nights. So, you know, what is the future of Josh Bailey with the New York Islanders? Again, these are the questions that fans want to ask Lou Lamorello and that the media is certainly going to ask Lou Lamorello during his press conference this afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, and we will certainly have answers for you uh, covering that as soon as it happens. And obviously, we will be discussing what Lou Lamorello had to say on tomorrow's show because, you know, finally, finally, we are going to get some kind of an answer. And look, I think another question that fans could legitimately ask but won't get an answer to is, what's taking so long? Why didn't you say anything from May 1st when the team said goodbye and did their getaway day until D-Day, June 6th? Uh, There's a big gap there. So why the big gap? Whether or not we'll get an answer to that, I kind of doubt it. We'll find out, but that is... Um, Those are among the big questions that uh, we want to ask Lou Lamorello. If there's any others, please feel free to include them in the comments on YouTube or email them to me. And uh, I'm always interested to know what Islander fans want to ask Lou Lamorello. And uh, maybe, just maybe, we can get some answers. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We will talk about draft prospect Alex Siernik, a player the Islanders could try to select in the second round with their first pick in this year's draft, plus Brock Nelson's season. Did he meet expectations? Where does he fit into the team this year? We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that the part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So we're going to continue our look at some players the Islanders may select with the second round pick that they have, which is 49th overall in this year's draft. And we're today going to focus in on winger Alex Siernik. And he's an interesting player, uh, a native of Slovakia. He's been playing in Sweden Uh Recently, he's a left wing, 18 years old, not a big guy. 5'11", a buck 76 is the weight. So size may be a little bit of an issue. Played in 10 games this year uh, with 
his second team, 15 games with his first team in the big league, also spent 18 games in juniors. So three teams for Siernik, but he advanced. 21 points in 18 games in juniors in Sweden, nine goals, 12 assists, then added a goal and six points in 15 games with one team, was then on another team for 10 games, had six points in those games. So here is a player who, you know, right now, good news, Islander fans, he is a good skater. And that is important. The Islanders need more players who can skate. And he's got an accurate shot with a good, strong release. And those are all traits that the New York Islanders need. He has played for Team Slovakia internationally. And I I think he is a guy who could play multiple positions at forward. He has tended, as I mentioned, to play on the left wing, but he could play other positions up front as well. The key question is the physicality. Can he handle that physical game being 5'11", 176 pounds? And, you know, clearly he is talented and clearly productive. Again, those numbers don't like bowl you over but again in Sweden the scoring tends to be lower he is a a good skater and he he accelerates well he can pass has pretty good vision and for a guy who's not that big at 5'11 176 he does seem to Uh, get involved in the dirty areas. He's not afraid of that. And the other thing you would love about this kid is his confidence. He can create off the rush, and he just knows what to do with the puck. And guess what? He's also been good on the power play, has the skills to play along the boards and, and maybe set things up and that would be a very good thing. Now, I have seen Cernik ranked anywhere from as high as the low 30s in the list of players available in this draft to somewhere in the 60s or 70s. But I, I, I think his stock is pointing up. And look, obviously, if you draft a kid like that, he is at least two years away from being ready to play in the NHL. But it sounds like, based on his skill set, if he develops into the player that I that scouts think he has the potential to become, I could easily see him being the kind of guy who could team well with Bo Horvat to get him the puck and to take the shots that... Horvat could deflect, tip, play with Anders Lee as well if Lee is still with the Islanders at that point. There are a lot of possibilities out there for a player with that skill set. But here's the question, and I think it has to be asked. We've already seen Lou Lamorello hesitate to bring up Ruslan Iskakov, who is a little bit shorter than... Sirnak, 
and you know a little smaller but is also a skilled smaller kind of player and so the question is would Lou Lamorello draft Cernic and would he have enough confidence after seeing him develop for a couple of years that he is able to play in the National Hockey League. Uh, the, the, the fact that Lou Lamorello shied away from bringing up Iskakov, despite the fact that he played well early, early in the season, kind of slumped a bit in the middle, picked it up again a little bit late. But, you know, would that mean that Lou would shy away from a player like Alex Cernik? We have to see. But overall, I like the skill set on this kid. And if Islander scouts feel like he has the ability to go out there and and play at the NHL level eventually, I think he is a player the Islanders could look at. He would make the team younger, faster, and more skilled. He would check all three of those boxes. The question is, does he have the size and the ability to play in the NHL despite the lack of size. Uh, If the answer is yes, I think he has the potential to be a great fit on the Islanders. The other thing you got to examine, and again, would he be responsible away from the puck? Would he back check? Would he play the defensive game that is required of any Islanders player in this system? Again, if the answer is yes, I love the way he could potentially fit on this Islanders team. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We're going to take a look at Brock Nelson. What kind of a season did Brock Nelson have? And what will his role be next year on this team? We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster every day. As you know, we've been going through this list. Yesterday we did Bo Horvat. Today, Brock Nelson. Nelson, 31 years old. Uh... Going to turn 32 just after the season starts, uh, probably, October 15th. First-round pick, 30th overall by the Isles back in 2010. And here is the guy who led the Islanders in goals with 36, in points with 75. He now has put together back-to-back 30-goal seasons And at the age of 31, almost 32, is really playing the best hockey of his career. And Nelson, one of the beautiful things about Brock Nelson is he is not afraid to shoot the puck. Led the team in shots on goal with 222. Tied for the team lead in power play goals with six. Finished third on the team in power play assists with 11. Led the team with eight game-winning goals. Had uh, more goals than anybody on the Islanders. More assists than anybody on the Islanders. And had more points than anybody on the Islanders. Not by a little, but by a whole lot. Brock Nelson had 75 points 
in 82 games. The next highest scorer was 24 points behind, and that was Matthew Barzal. Now, again, Barzi only played 58 games, but wow, what a difference that makes. And oh yeah, Brock Nelson tied with Kyle Palmieri for the lead in plus-minus on the Islanders. Adam Pellick had a plus-15, Nelson and Palmieri a plus-13, and Alexander Romanov also had a plus-13. So, realistically, from top to bottom, Brock Nelson was the Islanders' most consistent player uh, among any of the forwards, for sure, and probably among any... Uh, any player on the roster now. He is currently earning $6 million a year. That's his cap hit. And he's under contract this year and next year. And I, I think that Brock Nelson really has shown his value to the New York Islanders in his consistency. Uh, I, I mean, he all goal scorers tend to be streaky. And yeah, Nelson had that streaky point where he was really hot. Didn't have too many slumps where he was really cold. I guess late December into mid-January, he went through a month where he did not score a goal. Still had a number of assists at that point, but boy, uh, later on in the season, let's say from January 19th on, he was on fire, and in the playoffs, two goals, three assists, so five points in six games, and that is important. And the chemistry that Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri brought to the table over the course of the late-season playoff stretch drive and then into the postseason, that was the Islanders' most productive line by far, and, you know, so many multiple-point games this year, so many games where he had, you know, plus two, plus three, you could not replace Brock Nelson in the Islanders lineup right now because the subtraction would be so great that it would almost cancel out, like, if you were to trade Brock Nelson to get a younger goal scorer, that would make sense, but you'd be taking away your best offensive player to add another offensive player who hopefully would be better, but, you know, still uh, not ideal. I guess the only thing that Brock Nelson did not excel at this year, face-offs 47.3%, but on a team that has J.G. Pajot and Bo Horvat and Casey Sezikis, it's a little less important that Brock Nelson be one of the better face-off guys. Oh, yeah, 18 minutes and 26 seconds of ice time. That was his highest since the 2019-2020 season. Next year, Brock Nelson, I expect, will once again be the Islanders' second-line center, and I expect him to play a major role on the power play, whether it's first unit or second unit. And to, to be, again, one of the leaders on this team, he attempted a career-high 418 shots 
and had a career-high 222 shots on goal. And you know what? His shooting percentage went down from 2021-22 when it was a career-high 21.6. But it was still a, a very, very respectable 16.2, which would be the second highest in his career. So, again, Nelson, not afraid to shoot, not uh, pretty accurate when he does get the puck on net. His shot scores. He contributes on the power play. He's consistent. And you're talking about back-to-back seasons with 37 and 36 goals. So Brock Nelson, really a centerpiece of the New York Islanders team as of right now, and will probably continue to be that this coming season. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And, uh, well, tomorrow, basically, tomorrow will be the 40th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Milan Yersina. Yersina, an eighth-round pick by the Bruins back in 2001, made his NHL debut in 05-06 with the Bruins, then played for the Capitals and Blue Jackets before joining the Islanders for the 2010-2011 season, played two years on the island, and then headed back to Europe Yersina, a Slovakian native, 6'4", 222. He is a big guy. Had seven goals and 28 points in 111 games with the New York Islanders. One of his better games, well, this one's easy. Uh, How about October 16th, 2010 at the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum, Colorado Avalanche in town. Craig Anderson, the goalie for the Avs. Rolling, the goalie, Dwayne Rolison in the net for the Isles, and for Milan Yersina in this game, two goals and an assist. One of the goals was shorthanded, and he scored on both of his shots on goal. He got the first goal of the game, assisted by Josh Bailey, shorthanded at 13.06, and then the second goal of the game, unassisted at 18.01, both of those goals coming in the second period. Later, he assisted on an empty net goal by John Tavares, that clinched a 5-2 win for the Isles. So, Big Milan uh, Yersina is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow, we will discuss what Lou Lamorello had to say, and we will continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders with Oliver Wallstrom. What was his season like? other than abbreviated, and where does he fit into the Islanders going forward? We'll talk about that and a lot more, so make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.